Oh, we live. <laughs> we live, baby. Um, y'all, first off, thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. It's kind of crazy because I'm literally just putting it out bi-weekly, like off the cuff. A lot of structure, but it's hard for a perfectionist to continue to do stuff. Um, I'm joined by another one of my good friends. Um, very humble person. Uh, great hugger. She gives great hugs. <laughs> Um, Miss Jordan, what's up, yo? What's Hi, up, fam? Happy to be here. I'm you got excited. that. You got that nice voice. That do I that, really? Yo, I'm not gonna lie. It's like you could be a public speaker, a therapist. You, you know what's wild? I I've been wondering that because I've either been asked to like straight up co-host a podcast with someone right. or like be a guest so many times. And I'm like, is there is that is there something to this? Like, I mean, like what's that about? Right. Do I, why not do it? What what who's asked you that before? Um, a few different people, and to be honest, um, all cool people. Yeah. I, you know, hope that their podcasts are successful. But right. to me, the best ones um, are like this, like yeah. authentic friendships, authentic relationships, because yeah. um, it comes across to me um, when right. I'm listening to my favorite podcast. Right. And it was just people that I didn't, I wasn't super close to, yeah. and I, I don't know, I, it, I felt like it would have come off as forced or, mm. you know, we're trying to, mm. you know, catch a vibe. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, different pot. Like everybody has a podcast nowadays, which is a good and bad thing. Right. right. Um, but like you know, in the line of work that you do or I do, it's like it's just another thing that you can like showcase your talents. Right. right. Um. So, mm. yeah, you are a publicist. I am. But you are entangled in a lot of different things. <laughs> Please explain to me all that you do. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. Well, first off, yes, I'm a publicist. Uh, first, I am the founder of Dawn Public Relations. Um, it's actually named after my mother, right. um, who, who inspires my hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, she's the person who I first saw um, be a business owner and be a consultant. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like it was possible. So it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't super scary to, you know, take that leap because I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. I had seen it done before. Um, so that is what I call my five to nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that is you know, super focused on small businesses, um, entrepreneurs, and them all being either black and or women. Um, obviously, I'm biased. So, right, right. Um, but it's just it's uh, it's just a sector of people that are close to my heart, and I feel like small businesses typically don't, um, you know, usually have the capital to hire the services of a big PR agency. So right. that's where my studio comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that started. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a nine to five, so I, I still. <laughs> I gotta work for the man. I gotta fund this. I do, uh, right. so I still, you know, use that to, you know, filter into my other projects. Yeah. Uh, what else? I am a part of a collective of creatives uh, over at ABMG, um, so AB Media Group. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based in Philadelphia. The mm-hmm. founder being uh, Fatu Berry, my good friend. Um, and it's just kind right. of how it sounds. We all kind of hustle together. We all have our own different zones of genius and mm-hmm. disciplines, and we all just kind of, you know, collaborate on various products together. The list goes on. <laughs> Bruh. When did you, like, really, like, know that – well, first of all mm-hmm. – for people who don't know what a publicist is, yeah. I know what a publicist yeah. is, right? <laughs> people in the industry know what a publicist is. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like when people think of a publicist, they think of someone who... Those parties? Right. <laughs> or, like, somebody who gets you out of a gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Write this press release for me. Send right. it out. Right. Get my stuff out there. Right. Like, how does that, like, what is really being a publicist about? Mm-hmm. And how do you maintain being a publicist for someone, representing someone? Sure. Um, I mean, I think the simplest definition uh, of public relations is building relationships. Um, I think that's really the most simplistic version of it um, because you are building relationships with the public, Hmm. um, not trying to convince them or sell them uh, a product or a service or a client even. It's not that, but just telling their story, Mm -hmm. Um, sharing it with them and hoping it connects and it resonates and then that translates into sales, hopefully. Right, right. Um, I feel like people get that confused. Uh, but um, at its core, that's really what it is. Um, over the years with social media and the Internet, it's definitely evolved into its own little beast. So pub- public relations can encompass a lot of things. It mm-hmm. does mean throwing parties sometimes. It does mean, you know, crisis communications or getting someone out of a jam. But mm-hmm. day to day or, you know, my specialty is, you know, what's called earned media. 
Um, Talk about it. <laughs> Talk about what you do, girl. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's called Earn Media, uh, the best way to describe it. So everyone is familiar with advertising. Mm-hmm. That's what's considered paid media. You mm-hmm. give someone money, they put your billboard up. Right. Simple as that. Right. Whereas me, we have to be a little bit more uh, strategic, a little bit more creative, because we're trying to figure out how to get our clients placed in these different media outlets for free. Right. So earned media. That's, that's kind of where that comes right. from. Um, but that and that's kind of my specialty, uh, earned media or media relations. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot that goes under that bubble, but that's kind of the pocket that I found I flourish in best. Mm-hmm. So. Got you. I mean, like, and also for y'all that don't know, put some respect on Jordan. <laughs> Jordan goes hard. Don't like, like peep the placements, bro. You got what? I don't know. I think I counted like over twenty, over thirty. And you've been doing this for a minute. I was going to say, yeah, those are just the ones I need to update that. Those are just the ones I, like, put on my side are my favorite ones. Right. Um, Forbes. Yes, Forbes being one of them. 2190, right? Uh, yes, 2190, Blavity, Black Enterprise. Um, and, again, a lot of them being super niche because, again, my clients are all black, right. all women. So right. it works. Create and cultivate. cultivate so, mm. yeah. How are you, like – I mean, obviously you're growing clientele, but, you know, when – a black-owned business comes to you, like, how do you make that connection with them to even know how to, like, place them in different, you know, media outlets? Sure. So um, every single, whether I approach them or vice versa, um, I started off with a consultation call, Mm -hmm. and I just talk. So they, you know, they they fill out a form at first and, you know, give me kind of that, you know, very top-level background information about their Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I really do just get them talking because – Oftentimes what I've found is that part of their journey is probably the most interesting soundbite, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it be someone that was couch surfing for a while to mm-hmm. you know fund their dreams or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, it's those kind of anecdotes that resonate. I mean, we're people at the end of the day, so right. journalists included. Um, so you're trying to get their attention. You're trying to, you know, relate and connect and resonate with them. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it'll, you know, kind of come through on the pages or the website, whatever right, the case right. may be. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I really do just like to get my clients talking to figure out um, what their, what the best in is. Right, right. So, yeah. I feel like, you know, working with women, um, black women specifically, mm-hmm. like, it's really good because in the market, it's like, it's really hard to get your brand out there. Yeah. Right? Um, And for you to be bold enough to say, look, fuck it, I'm going to start this firm. I want to do all these other different things Mm -hmm. as a black woman. Like, that's obviously commendable. Um, But I think it's one thing that you left out, too, that, like, I really like. I like the brand behind it, but it's Brand Girls Club. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Please talk about it. I fuck (laughs) with the whole, like, the concept, the like the events, like come on. What's thank up? you, thank you. Um, so Brand Girls Club, and I'll, I'm actually gonna be super transparent about this. I have a um, another podcast asked about this too, and I just want to be super honest because mm-hmm. um, that's you know what I train my clients to do. Right. Um, with Brand Girls Club, honestly, I always tell my clients to you know figure out their why, and I feel like I didn't do that with this. Hmm. I feel, like, or rather, my why was a little muddy so initially i just knew i missed doing events i missed hosting events with my friends and honestly i missed um when it comes to being a publicist you're behind Mm -hmm. the scenes Mm -hmm. i miss being in front of Mm. and you know kind of being highlighted in that way if i'm you know being fully honest right um and so if i'm on that's you know the reason why i first first started it Mm -hmm. but COVID, right. <laughs> you know, shifted a lot, yeah. um, and for good reason. And I'm grateful that I kind of had the time to sit back and reevaluate, one, if this was something I wanted to continue to do, like mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. um, but just in what capacity. And mm-hmm. I remember there was one much smaller event that I hosted. Um, I was able to secure a partnership with Nando's um, in D.C. Tough. They're an amazing team, amazing team, amazing company. Um, and I just hosted a small, uh, I think I called it a seat at the table. Mm. It was a really small, intimate uh, dinner with a few different black and brown influencers, mm-hmm. business uh, women in the area. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most fulfilling nights of my entire life. Yeah. Um, we just had such good conversation. I feel like because we were able to, you know, it was a more intimate setting, we were able to break bread. People didn't feel 
scared to share their struggles, scared mm-hmm. to share their ideas, even because I feel like in a lot of networking settings, people are very hush hush with like oh, what they're yeah, up to. Definitely. Cause, yeah, because yeah. you know you never you never sure who's in the room. You right. you don't want your ideas stolen. Of course, I get that, but we were just completely vulnerable and bare about like mm-hmm. all of our business businesses and our struggles. And so I think that's what I want right. Brand Girls Club to evolve into. And as restrictions, you know, continue to lift a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I definitely want to explore, especially in 2021, um, revamping that into yeah. something more like this. That'd be um, tough. Yeah. So the events and parties were cool. They were cute. Yeah. But I'm going to leave that to <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. my promoter friends. Like, y'all right. got to um, unlock and mm-hmm. I'll come to yours. But for this, I, I think this is what um, was its true intention. I'm glad I got here. Mm-hmm. You talked about, like, you being in the forefront. That's something that, like, obviously you just do not hear with publicists. Yeah. Like, they're always in the back. Yeah. Do you, like, how do you receive credit and acknowledgement? Like, do you struggle with that? Like, No, only because I, no, coming in, I knew that was the nature of the, of the gig. So right. I knew that's that was just kind of our role. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I feel like, again, in this digital space, there's more opportunity for us to have more of a voice, and you definitely see that now mm-hmm. in, you know, platforms like this on different podcasts, whether it be, you know, offering our thought leadership to different, I don't know, different publications, whatever the case may be. I think there are opportunities to, quote, unquote, be in the spotlight. Right. Um, but for the most part, when I'm focused, I'm focused, and, you know, my goal for said spotlight is to get my clients in front of it. Right. Um, so that's just my push and my motivation. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why in that season I was craving that for some reason, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, so it, it birthed something accidentally, but it's evolved into something right. really beautiful, I think. So. Right. No, that's good. Cause like, at least you have a grounded, authentic reason of why being in a spotlight, like you have to break that urge to not want to be in a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And that's a mm-hmm. good way. Cause some people are just like. I just want to be out here. Yeah. I want to be in a panel, and that's everyone just, wants to be out everybody here. Wants everybody wants to be out, to be out here. <laughs> and it's kind of hard though, like to like for some people who are grinding and they want to be out there. It's like you want to have that validation mm-hmm. so you can then build a brand or whatever. Right. But at least you're authentic about it. Right, right. Um, this, this felt like being honest about it. Yeah, no, no, no. Please be honest. Be honest, sister. Um, speak your truth. Speak your truth. <laughs> um, given all that you do, right, like. Mm-hmm. How do you balance work and personal life? You got nine to five, (laughs) like. Um, To be honest, it's not. I know it sounds like I do a lot, but it's a lot less than I was before. So, Mm. um, like for instance, at the moment, I only have one client, Mm. one freelance client on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, my nine to five business is you know pretty steady. Mm -hmm. Like no real changes or surprises there. Um, and again, that's all intentional and all on purpose. And that, mm-hmm. you know, I've done, you know, oh, you can sleep with your dead. I've done the hustle hard, and you know, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I'd rather sleep now. Right, right, right. <laughs> because I produce better work, and I, you know, I realized um, it just wasn't necessary. The ringer I was putting myself through, yeah. and it literally was just me. Like no one was asking this of me or expecting this of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when I recognized I could change that, I was like, okay, this project's wrapping up. Cool, don't pick up another one. Right. And that's just that. Right. Um, you know, I'm a believer, so you know, there are times where I'm like, you know, there could be a little extra cash, and I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe if I just, you know. I, I, you know, I can add just one more thing. Right, I just need, and let me like, get that, so I get that new Ivy part. And me like, you know, I got you. I'm like, right. that's true. Right. You haven't failed me yet. So right. um, I just recognized that my peace and my sanity was way more important. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a juggling act. But like I said, it's a lot easier to juggle when you're mm. only, like, carrying a few balls at a time. <laughs> right. So, yeah. All right. And I think that's, like, really, like, anti- anti-hustle culture oh 100 percent. right and i feel like i was in this um clubhouse group right mm-hmm. bro this app i'm not gonna lie this app is lit bro like I saw it. I saw yo, yo i'm in every single room like please let me talk listen yo um, it's, it's fascinating yo it is like there was this one room sidebar i was in with izzy the first room i was in it was like mm-hmm. call somebody with your white voice and Stop I was it. like, bruh, I had, it was it had me in tears. Then it was another group last night, and it was um, they were creating a Tyler Perry play, and every I am done. Yo, 
Yo, it was priceless. Black people are so. I was like, just genius. about to say because Clubhouse is not a black app. It's let's, not. Let's put it out there. Right. But one, I don't know what their algorithm is or how they like curate facts. It so I can only see the black content. Right. But thank you. Right. Um, right. One and two, we just make things so lit. Yes. Like, sometimes I look at us in awe, like. I don't get our creativity. Right. I don't really get like like who thinks of that? Like yeah. you know what we're gonna do tonight? Let's <laughs> let's put together a Tyler Perry production. Like what? <laughs> It'd be better than Tyler Perry stuff. Like uh, well, well. Yeah. There were more yeah. writers in the yeah, room. That's so. true. That's oh well. Okay. Sorry. Talk about it. My fault. Talk about it. <laughs> Yo. Um damn man. I, I forget I even forgot my question. <laughs> no. Um All good. We started with Clubhouse. Um how we get to Clubhouse? I don't know. Shoot. Oh, hustle culture. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hustle culture. And we're talking about how hustle culture basically can be dead after, like, what we're going through with COVID and, like, our generation. Like, the newer generation is more so concerned with being Instagram celebrities mm. and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like people are now getting more into, like, plants and health and wellness mm-hmm. and understanding what they're bringing into their energy and copping some more sage. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, not doing it for the money and not doing it just to be out here doing stuff i feel like that's obviously you reach that zenith that like clear space but other people just are not there yeah and they still think that it's about like i gotta do 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 right um and i guess for myself like it's a trap bro because like when we were in college Mm -hmm. and even like up until maybe like last year a year before that i just felt like Everybody had to have my number. I had to be at every networking event. I had to be on any, like, whoever's starting a business, I got to be a part of it because I've set up these lofty ideals of, like, I want to be a millionaire by this time, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I guess it's not really searching for fame, but also, like, searching for, like, this sense of self-worth in Mm -hmm. other things. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah, but Clubhouse is that shit, though. It is. And... No, I completely agree with everything you just said. I I love I haven't heard that phrase that way, uh, anti-hustle culture. I love that because I don't know. For me personally, I just I'd rather be in alignment, yeah, you know, than anything else. Yeah. And so I I just I found it brings me way more peace. Right. Everything my business my business decision decisions. Why can't I talk to them? <laughs> <laughs> just make way more sense. Yeah. Um. When I'm just like clear-headed when i'm Mm -hmm. just in flow Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah and and not forcing something just Mm -hmm. just to say i was here just to say i met with this person just i don't care right (laughs) if i'm supposed to meet them they'll meet me right that's tough that's that's good and that's just what it is um so Mm -hmm. you brought something you was like what did you say Mm. i say a lot of things i I drop a (laughs) lot of notes um how would you would you give any advice for people who do not manage their time and their personal work life well, like from your perspective? Because everybody has their own, you know, yeah. tip sheet on how to live life. Yeah. Was Jordan's, you know? Honestly, what saved my life is time blocking. <laughs> I know you saw me talk about it on my stories, I'm sure, but like, listen, it has changed everything. So mm-hmm. I struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Often people that say they have a million tabs in their heads, like, no, legit. Right. <laughs> Not only do I have a million tabs, but, like, I can feel the stress in other parts of my body mm. if, like, I leave it like that for too long. So um, something that at least has helped me over the past uh, couple weeks or so has been this concept of time blocking. It's not new at all. I'm kind of late to the game to it, actually. Mm. Um, but for anyone who's not familiar, it's literally just – assigning a block of time for literally every single task in your day. Right. Even even if it's eat breakfast, right. like, it's on there. Right. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it just, it allows me to just sit in that moment. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing for now. Mm-hmm. And whatever else is happening around me will mm-hmm. wait until it's blocked. Like, right. period. Yeah. Um, being a publicist, it doesn't always work out, like, perfectly, perfectly like that. Mm-hmm. Like, something's always hitting the fan or whatever. Right. But, you know, you address those hurdles when you get there. You can mm-hmm. shift them around. And yeah. I don't know, it's just helped streamline my day a lot better and right. make it a lot uh, easier to get through. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I agree with you because I recently watched a video about, like, auditing your time. Mm-hmm. And once you take a day, look at your time, like, write out what you do, mm-hmm. and then the next and day. realize how much time certain things take. Yo, it's wild. Right. Like <laughs> It's wild. Like, I have blocks just for 
answering emails. I take mad long to answer emails <laughs> for no reason. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but... <laughs> it just be sitting there in your draft, just like... I read it, like, five times. Right. Like, and still right. forget a comma. Like, what is... Nah. But that's... I mean, like, that's good, though, because, like, email etiquette is a real thing. <laughs> It is. And it's a very stressful thing. You're like, if I put this comment here or if I end this <laughs> sentence or if I say this like this, is this person going to really get what I'm, I'm trying like, to I say? I got way too many exclamation points. I'm not that excited. Right. <laughs> I'm not that excited. I'm not that excited. I just, no. no. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel the same thing. Like, time blocking is a real thing. Yeah. Um, it definitely has allowed me to realize that I'll multitask and do multiple multiple things at one time, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's allowed me to really see what I can accomplish within that time yeah. time frame. Like even creating content, it's like I would get stressed out because I'm like, damn, like I'm the only one doing this. But mm-hmm. like when I really sit down and focus, I'm like, oh well, I can do this. By yeah, myself. It's, it's not it's not it's too not bad, bad when you break it down, break right, it down. So right. so yeah, that's helped me. Anyway. Yeah, let's 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 segue from the okay. <laughs> from the. <laughs> For the professionalism. Uh-huh. Um, sidebar, like, sending emails, though, people who email piss me off sometimes. Like, especially white people. Oh, what do you mean? Like, they just be saying shit that, like, or you you have an incident, like, in person, mm-hmm. and then they send an email to you and, like, your manager. Like, a little sly shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Don't be slick. They try to trap you. I don't like that. Right. You know, without saying too much, yeah, kind of navigating talk about it <laughs> i'm trying yeah. to trying to talk and you can keep my job <laughs> uh no but for real navigating nine to fives especially like if it's a predominantly white nine to five right is very tricky right. it is very weird you gotta kind of do these office politics with yeah. them and play this little game and right. you know kind of clap back professionally and stuff because yeah. they, they will try you right they will try you and the thing I mean, we all know it now as microaggressions, but mm-hmm. the thing about them being micro is that they're so small and so subtle mm-hmm. that sometimes you sound crazy. Mm-hmm. If even if you bring it up to yourself, like mm-hmm. forget someone else. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I but I just try to remember <laughs> my feelings are valid. Right. Yeah. And here's how we're gonna handle it again mm-hmm. while keeping our job, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, they will they will try you and they the will email, try the you. slacks, right. all that, uh, all that. Not the slacks, bro. You be like typing a message. You be like, you be like, hey Sarah, uh, I understand that you know blah 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 blah. But in the meantime, you hey, you like this bitch. Who got to be sorry? Um, all right, so let's do. I'm gonna start this new segment for mm-hmm. all my guests. It's gonna call Rapid Fire, right? Ooh. You gotta you gotta choose one Ooh, or say the first word that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I hope it's so. no judgment. All right. I'm trying to trap you with a couple of them. <laughs> um, all right. Fuck. <clears throat> Lavender or eucalyptus? Eucalyptus. <laughs> What's your go-to pickup line? You trying bag, which was the first thing you said. I don't have a go-to, for real. No, deadass. Like, I was actually just talking to... This thing I'm talking to. <laughs> I was talking to someone, and I really don't have a go-to line. Like, I switch it up every time. Okay, just give me one. Oh, ah. Uh, I don't know. Usually it'll be like something I've noticed on their page or something. Like mm-hmm. I'll I'll play off of that. Oh, I saw that shirt you wore. Like day. oh, that's dope. Da da da. Where'd you get that? That's flirting to you? No, no, no. But I mean, I'll keep it going. Like oh, okay. I mean, it looks really good on you. It looks really, you know, you know. I also think your hand, like whatever the case may okay. be, like it'll it'll go from there. Okay. Um, but like my intro will be something super chill. Okay. Super chill. Yeah. All right, brothers, take take note. <laughs> so she's like, oh, did you, you fall from heaven? Like no, <laughs> no. Snowflake emoji. Cut it out. <laughs> um, what show are you binge watching right now? What show am I binge watching right now? All the black shows on Netflix. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's been mad nostalgic. I've loved right. every minute of it. Right. Um, yeah, that's been fun. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> um, weed or wine? Both. Okay. But if I have to choose wine. Okay. Good pick. <laughs> um, would you rather bless your significant other with a PS5 mm-hmm. or cover his cuts every month? Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. Because, see, if you cover his cuts, I mean, he's looking fine for the world, not just you. It's a thing. But, I don't know, I think that's a dope thing to do. Like, every month. Right. That's really sweet. I don't not know. Not just my cut, though. We talking, like, my wash. Nah, I get all it. All that. I don't know, I think that's dope. Okay. I hadn't considered, but I, I think I would choose that. Sorry if y'all wanted a PS5, but I think that's dope. 
<laughs> I mean, we you know we get the PS5 another time. You right. know? Um, favorite time of year? Fall, hands down. Okay. Favorite movie? The Breakfast Club. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Trump or Biden? Come on now. <laughs> What if I said Trump? What would you do? I'd be like, yo, get the fuck out. Get out. <laughs> she is not on this episode. If y'all haven't voted yet, I don't know when this comes out, but. Yeah, I don't know when it comes out. Okay, I was going to say. Maybe next week. Okay, okay. But either way, yeah. I hope, I'm not even going to say I hope y'all voted. I hope y'all voted for Biden. I'm going to just Facts. say it straight like that. Facts. All right, well, that, that was the that was the rapid fire. So that like, was you did fun. Good. You did good. You did good. <laughs> I tried to trap you a little bit. Um, speaking of elections, like what, like what do you think about that? Like where we're at right now? Child, <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little, a little worried for next week. Mm. Um, Damn, it's next week. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little worried about election day because I feel like those that have become emboldened over the past four years mm-hmm. aren't gonna, you know. Rehide. They're not going to go back into their, mm-hmm. you know, closets. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're here and they're here to stay. Mm-hmm. And regardless of the outcome, I feel like we're we're in for an interesting mm-hmm. couple months, if I'm honest. Yeah. So that is a little worrisome. Yeah, because like once once like if Biden wins, like we hope Biden wins because we don't want Trump to be in there. Mm-hmm. It's like he's still president. Right. Right. And for, I don't yeah. for a little while. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't expect him to, you know, respect the office and, you right. know, have this peaceful transfer of power. I don't right. think that's gonna happen. Um and as a result I feel like his supporters and his people will mm. ensure that it's not a yeah. peaceful next couple of months if I'm being honest. I yeah. I know this sounds pessimistic, but I'd rather brace for that than be surprised by it. Mm. So mm. so yeah. There's like Kamala I don't even know how to say that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah, Kamala. Yeah. Kamala. I, I, I struggle every time. I think it's Kamala. Kamala, yeah. all right, whatever. Kamala. <laughs> Does, like, her running for, like, VP as a – she's black, right? She's mm-hmm. mixed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I believe so. But sometimes she'd be acting – she'd be down with the whites sometimes before. Does mm-hmm. she, like, inspire – not inspire you, but, like, she's a black woman mm-hmm. becoming vice president. Right. Like, do you have any sense of, like – she's definitely not going to be – uh, Michelle Obama. Right. Hands this down. It's not happening. But, like, she's going to be the first black woman as a vice president. This is true. Like, how does does that, like, at all, like, connect with you or, like, in, like inspire you in a way, like, oh, like, damn, like, there's it someone like possible. me that's in, like, you know what I mean? If I'm honest, I wish it did, but it doesn't. Mm. Um, I feel like I felt more inspired, you know, when Obama was on his rise. Right. Um, I feel like for me, and this is just me speaking, I don't know, we just have differences in political opinions, uh, differences in potential solutions, and because of those misalignments, I don't feel as close to her, just Mm. because she is a black woman, like that's not enough, Um, which I I know is interesting, I, I wish I was you know, excited and right. thrilled, and I'm happy for her. I'm happy that uh, this historic thing is happening in general. That's mm. dope. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, I the Biden-Harris ticket, I'm <laughs> voting begrudgingly. Right. I'm 100% voting for them, but, I mean, it's just a fact of the matter is uh, still a lot of their policies I'm not, you know, huge fans of. I don't. You know, just because she's a black woman, I don't really expect her to advocate for um, policies and changes on our behalf. Right. So. I just feel like they picked Shorty because she was black. 100%. I saw it coming from a mile away. Everyone was so surprised. I'm like, who else was it going to be? I mean. Elizabeth. I love my girl. What was the Shorty name? my girl. (laughs) What was the, she was like the yoga instructor woman. She was very like into like. Oh. um, What's her name? You talking about the author? I guess. I don't know. She was very like. Marianne? That's not right. That might be right. Marianne? That's a very white name. There were so many people on that damn stage. Right. I don't remember, but um, I know you're talking about. She had a a vibe to her. She had a vibe. (laughs) She did. Would she be able to. Be able to execute that vibe? No. Um, But but yeah, um, I'd love to see Elizabeth Warren on the cabinet. Mm. If 
ooh, if she could be Secretary of Education and wipe my loans. Right, wipe them loans. Child. Please wipe them loans. Oh, wipe them. I'd be a new woman. Right. <laughs> Yo. A debt-free woman. Bruh, so like the other day, right, Sabar? Mm-hmm. Actually, not the other day. Literally yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm calling like my student loan, like mm-hmm. whatever provider, whatever the case may be, and I'm like, so if I pay this right now, like if I pay a bill, like it's going to bear interest, whatever. And I got like scammed, right? So it was what? like, yo, I lied to you now. I thought I thought Jesus in heaven was looking out for me. So they was like, oh, you're eligible for this federal forgiveness program, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, interesting. And they were like, yeah, like you're, you know, answer these questions. So I answered the question, boom. And it was like, oh, well, they'll forgive 60 whatever thousand and you only got to pay 2,000. And I was like, what? for real? I'm like, say no more. Like, all right, so what I got to do? They was right. like, oh, you got to pay like $700 right now. So I'm like, uh, this don't sound right. Then I was thinking to myself, like, I asked the shorty, I was like, so is this like a new thing? Or mm-hmm. it, like, am I late? Like, what's going on? Because like, this ain't trending on Twitter. Right, right. Like, is there any kind of documentation that I can read? on You, you want to slide me an email like, with this? Send me something. an email. I'm like, this... me to a landing page. Right. <laughs> Give me something. I'm girl. like, this ain't right. I'm like, my nigga's not calling me because if if some if one of us find out how to get child, everybody gonna know. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm gonna call you back. Turns out it was a scam. I was uh, so sad. I'm sorry. I was like, I would have been hyped as hell, bro. I was <laughs> like, didn't I'm about, do it though, bro. Because if it was real, I would have moved to London. <laughs> I'd have, then I would have moved to Africa. I'd have been out this out bitch. of here. Yeah, like out of here. Um, but yeah, like what do you what do you think about like student loans? Definitely does like keep us down, and debt does keep us down. Mm-hmm. Um, consumerism, in a, in a sense, does keep us down too. But um, do you? I guess I have a lot of conversations about people being in America. Mm-hmm. Do you think that staying here is like important or needed? Or even, like, I, in the you know, system that is built, right? Like, capitalism. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I've never heard it posed quite like that, like, in terms of staying here. Um, I guess there is some validity to staying here mm-hmm. in terms of, like, I do believe in the power of voting. Mm-hmm. Change isn't going to happen overnight. It's mm-hmm. not going to look pretty um, getting to progress. But mm-hmm. I do believe um, that it's important and that your, your voice is at least heard. So, right. you know, there is that reason to stay here. But for all that, I mean, can't you get dual citizenship and, like, keep keep that up? I don't, that's, that's a, I'd have to look real. into that. Um, that's real. I will say I, as much as I joke, like, I've been yeah. to Europe twice. Um, and Where's, what's your favorite spot? I like them both a lot. But Amsterdam was, was pretty, pretty incredible. What was yeah. that like? It was just, and that's the thing, it was just so peaceful. At damn near everything is legal there. Right. And I think because of that, no one does shit. Mm. Like, if mm. I, you know what I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like you know when you're younger and your parents say you can't, can't do something. Right. Obviously, that's the first thing you're gonna do. Right. So right. the fact I don't I I think there's I don't know why that is. I'm, mm. I'm guessing it's kind of similar. Um, I don't know why the human psyche is like that, but yeah, they can pretty much do damn near anything. Like they sell like literally drugs at the corner store. That's even wild <laughs> to me. I feel like I could not like that's abnormal. It's abnormal. It's a it's a complete it's a complete shift. Um, but it was so refreshing. Like just families riding on their bikes, you know, past the river. And right. You just go to the flower market right. while you're smoking your weed. It's like a it's, whole different world. It's ridiculous. And then coming right. back here, I was like, oh, this is so ghetto. Right. This is ghetto. This is so Very ghetto. ghetto. So I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, you know, joke about running away, but, like, right. truth be told, like, especially the problems that affect me and, you know, my black ass, right. like, that, that'll that follow me anywhere. Like, there's right. racism everywhere. There's right. colorism everywhere. There's, you know, yeah. divide everywhere. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just depends on where you want to spend it. Like, what's, what's the other spot in Europe that you, like... Like oh, the, the, the other spot that I went to was Paris. I haven't been anywhere else just Paris. yet. Just those two hey. places. Pa- Paris was beautiful. Hey. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, but what's funny is while I was there... You, you fell in love with a guy from Paris. And... I wish. That would have been dope. That would have been a really dope story. <laughs> no, but while I was there, it felt so much like America, if that makes sense. So that was my first yeah. like real like out-of-here trip. Right. And... 
I don't know. I, I think it was a good first trip because it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like too much of a culture shock. Mm-hmm. I, you know, am so excited and, you know, can't wait for the, you know, if we're obedient and we're <laughs> mass, I can't wait for the world to open back up to us um, right. because I'd love to experience and, you mm-hmm. know, dive into different cultures and experience mm-hmm. that. Um, but I feel like as a first trip, it was it was a really good transitional one. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned just enough French to get by. No one was rude to me. Like you know, I was I was killing. I I got to the point where I'm like, hey, do you speak English? All right. right, great, right. cool, great, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That's, right. I've you know reached my cap. But right. it was it was beautiful too. Bruh, like Paris. So like going to Europe was dope for me. Paris was like the vibe. Yeah. It was just something about Paris. It does feel like. America, in a sense. More, like, more yeah. like it was just, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, you yeah. know, kind of when you're out on the streets, the the street fashion, the way people, like, just moved about, it didn't feel like too much of a transition. Right, right. You know, I felt like I blended in. Right. Kind of. Yeah. So. It was, um, it was kind of funny. Coincidentally, I went to this club, like, somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the hell this no. shit was at. <laughs> but when I walked in, the shit felt like Pub Web. Yo, I was like, yo, this is fucking lit. I that's crazy. I think I know what club you're talking. About. I don't remember what it was called. It was like Mad Small. Yeah, and was it like on this like random like street? It was like a couple yes. places back to back. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So I don't know. Yes. I get, I'm glad all the black people like are told to go to this place <laughs> because it, it was so lit. Yeah. Like actually, every spot on that strip that we went to was for for the most part pretty consistent. Right. Um. But yeah, there was this one. Yeah, this one like really small spot that was just so dope. Like yeah. super. It was like super cramped, right? Super cramped. Yeah. Super yeah. cramped. It was good though. <laughs> I was like, I actually feel like I live here. This is actually pretty. Right. Good. Right. Like, they had like they were like fusing like French trap with, like our music. Like I still to this day listen to, like French trap. French trap. trap. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Bruh. Bruh. It's wild. Um, yeah, man. Like, like Paris was the vibe. Um, yeah. I feel like other than Paris, like, Italy was dope. Um, Love to go to Italy. Yeah, very bourgeois. Very, <laughs> oh my, what's Beyonce's Italian name? Um, oh, um, <laughs> what did they call her? I don't even remember it. Oh, my God. That was so ridiculous. Very, very bourgeois. Um, yeah. On a lighter note, mm-hmm. um, like you, I know you went on these trips with like your friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what do what do those friendships like mean to you? Those relationships, because like you are very humble and inviting person, oh, and like you know, like what do your friends mean to you? <sighs> My friends are everything, especially the friends I made in college. To be honest, because. I don't know. I, I call it my second growing up. Yeah. Like, especially going to a school like Temple like we did, mm-hmm. you're kind of forced into real life very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, different than, you know, a state school, mm-hmm. you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, you're on campus, you're in your dorm all the time. We're, you know, in the city. Right. We were, we were like 19, 20, renting an apartment. What? That? <laughs> I was just talking to my friend the, uh, the other day about this. Like, that made no sense looking back. But right. it grew us up so quick. Right. We learned a lot. And it's those growing pains doing that together is a different yeah. kind of bond yeah so i mean that's why i'm up here so much <laughs> or usually usually i'm up here so much um this is my first time actually since uh new year's uh no that's not true i came for a weekend but i wasn't able to see anyone um but yeah so this is my first time like being able to have dedicated time and i literally right. um i've just spent the week um i took half days from work all week except for today right. um and every afternoon i've just been with my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all are my family at this right, point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I, it's just, I don't know. No, like, yeah. Y'all mean a lot. Yeah. Y'all mean a lot. Do you, are you finding it, do you even make friends now? I don't make friends now, for real. You know, I make a lot of acquaintances. Right. But I, I've, I've wondered that. Like, it's really hard to make friends as an adult. Right. It's very hard. Right. Like, where do y'all even meet? Like, what do y'all <laughs> even do? Like, <laughs> what do I ask you? What, like, what's your favorite color? Right, I don't know. Right. Um, it's definitely impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially like if you have shared interests. Like, you yeah. know, you might end up running to the same person and like a different stuff. Like, right. that could become a thing. Yeah. But for the most part, I've noticed. Like I said, you know, anyone I've met post mm-hmm. um, has just been like a really, really strong acquaintance. Like, we're cool. Right. But like, you know. If I break my leg, I'm not gonna call you. Right, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, you're not really invited to the friendsgiving for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Like my, I feel like now it's interesting to like make friends, or not even friends, like make acquaintances because like you can tell people want to like grow into being friends. Mm. But I just got to the point where like this is my inner circle. These are the people I talk to. Yeah. These are the people I'm around. 
that's just pretty much it. Anything yeah. other than that, like, I don't, you know. I mean, for me, this is a this is gonna be a weird segue, but for me personally, I'm open to making new friends, specifically God fearing friends. Mm. I have a few, but the majority are men, and the majority are taken men. And to me personally, like the closeness I need with like someone who like is a believer, mm-hmm. you can't be that. Oh with yeah, that, you feel me? So yeah. like, it's just at that point, it's inappropriate in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um. So to be honest, I'm actually. I would love to have, like, a tighter-knit circle of girlfriends like that. Right. Um, like, yeah, we can, you know, talk our mess about guys and da-da-da, but, like, also pray for me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, right. So, yeah, like, I'm definitely – and I have a few. I have a few good ones. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to continue, like, building that up. Right. Like, because, like, having toxic talk, <laughs> it's cool. Like, you reminisce, you know, you sip Oh, wine. I love my good toxic talk. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool, but it's also, like, draining. Thank you. I'm glad you said that because I don't know if you remember, but, like, a while back I used to, like, essentially have story time about, like, some mm-hmm. wild shit, mm-hmm. like, these niggas have been doing. Mm-hmm. And people, like, still ask me about that. Like, they really want me to do it. And, it's the th- and like, I've even been asked to, like, do a podcast around it. And I'm like... The thing is, though, after a while, it stopped being funny. Right. And it started yeah. being, like, okay, like, story after story after story. Like, back to back like this. Now I'm like, okay, this shit's sad. Like, right. this sad. is draining. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't act. this actually isn't fun anymore. Right. Um, and I don't think people get that part. Like, I make it lighthearted and interesting for y'all. But, mm-hmm. like, for real, for real, like, this is this is ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, it's emotional abuse. Like, it ain't. Dog, it's exhausting. Yeah. So, um, and I, and it also, um, I had to stop that and I had to stop as much as I like get the jokes there's a lot of truth in the joke and so I had to stop regularly rehearsing that line men are trash mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. because we ain't all trash <laughs> one y'all ain't all trash um, but you could be trash and grow out of being trash also you can be like Drea like I was a what she said I was a I was <laughs> she a, had her home deleted she had deleted. her home deleted right <laughs> you gotta have your <laughs> you trash you deleted you have your trash deleted <laughs> um, but no but for me I realized it was it was messing up my spirit. It was messing up how I approached guys. And, mm. like, if I come in with that that chip on my shoulder already, like, you're kind of doomed from the beginning. Mm. You know? And I, like, yeah, once I realized I was fucking with my piece and, like, how I approached situations, mm. like, mm. yeah, men have continued to be trash since. However, yeah. I don't, like, you know, I don't continue making that joke all the time because it'll eventually, whatever you say kind of, like, mm-hmm affects how you think and yeah. vice versa so yeah. yeah so yeah yeah i don't know man like there's a lot of letting go of like how we used to relate to women mm-hmm. that like i just can't do it anymore like mm-hmm. me and you talked about this last time like there's a level of like the the talking stage and the bagging stage mm-hmm. and like all that stuff it's just not worth it um, it's exhausting, and yeah. for me, who is like forever in someone's talking stage, it's like it's a lot. You so going back, let's rewind because yeah. I wasn't <laughs> gonna let that slide. So uh huh uh huh. So you got a situation, a situation, a situation. Mm-hmm. Is that working out? How like is that good? It's cool. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like it's stagnant. Mm. I also feel like I'm in a place where at, at first I definitely. Post college, there was definitely a host phase. Not yeah. gonna hold Everybody you. Everybody got it. Yeah. Great time. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was that 2020? What? 20. S- not 16. It was a, a couple years stretch. So like 2015 to like. 18. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But that was prime time. Drake was dropping albums. <laughs> you did. So what did you tweet like every time like Drake drops albums? <laughs> <laughs> what was it, bro? What? What did I say? It was like. Every time Drake drops an album in the fall, like, it's going to be a good fall or something like that. True. True. He he also has a good summer vibe. But yes. that's not the hint out there. Okay. Um, but, no, I am just very clear on what I want next. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer to be in a relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, to your point, like, the yeah. that, that talking stage, I obviously I can talk. Like, right. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I am pretty personable. I mm-hmm. can, you know, make friends with just about anybody Mm -hmm. um but i'm looking for like a different level of companionship Mm -hmm. and it's it's tricky with this one i feel like the companionship piece is there Mm -hmm. like 
I don't know. It's we've been we've actually been talking since like April. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and through COVID. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's a special. Uh, <laughs> all right, relax. relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pray to God he never hears this. <laughs> but no, um, it's cool in in terms of that chemistry and that spark. Yeah. It was just so automatic from jump. Mm. Like there was nothing ever tricky or hard there was no what's your favorite color and what are mm-hmm. you doing like mm-hmm. none of that it was mm-hmm. just automatic um good vibes from the beginning and mm-hmm. still are um but i don't know i i just i think i personally am ready for something he is not mm-hmm. he's still he's still cool he's comfortable and mm-hmm. i'm not i because me, yeah. you know me yeah. i love to spoil a nigga <laughs> i did not want to bring that up <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but since you said it, this one time, Jordan. Relax, relax. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, okay. I mean, I don't, honestly, most of the people that listen to this probably know this, so. Yeah, please. With, without, you okay. know, without saying okay. names, okay. you can you just share the no, story. I'm not going to say no, you say you share the story. <sighs> I'm going to let you say it, because I was like, what? Anyway, what he's referring to, he. <laughs> mm-hmm. What he's referring to is one year for Valentine's Day, I had bought my ex tickets to a singular one NBA All-Star event. Like, let's not blow this out of proportion. It wasn't tickets to all this shit. We wasn't like... It floor seats. It wasn't no floor seats. It was great great seats, (laughs) though. It wasn't no floor seats, but yes. Um, But that being said... Because I like doing things like that, not and it doesn't always have to be to that level, but it's You're just right. that level of thoughtfulness, is that right. level of intentionality. Right. I can't be with someone who won't match that. Right. Because I'm also trying to grow out of. I, I do that with everyone. Yeah. Friends, family, whatever. If I love you, like. Right. I'm a. I'm a consider you yeah. when you know. Um, Treating you to something. Is that, like, your love language in terms of, like... Funny enough, it's not. <laughs> Mine is quality time and words of affirmation. Okay. I love that. Okay. So those are my top two. Um, a gift is cute, but, like, for real, like, you can give me my favorite, like... You can give me your orange juice. It's my favorite drink, and I'd be hype. Like, mm. it's really not that big of a deal to me, mm. but it's the fact that you got it. It's the fact that you remember yeah. it. It's the fact that you thought to on your way to me. Okay. Little stuff like that. It's, it really it really don't take a lot for me. <laughs> so, so... That was orange juice, but like somebody gave you some Fenty. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm not. It's gonna, the same thing. I'm not gonna okay. show the, you know, push that away either. But, um, but I'm also I'm not also not one of the chicks online demanding Fenty. Right. You see what I'm saying? If right. you get it out of the because you want it to out of the kindness of your heart and right. your wallet, right. Amen. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Um, but you know, it's not a requirement. What's required for me right. is reciprocity. Right. That's that's big for me, and that's something that I've recognized over the past year or so that that's what I need. Mm. Um, whether you're reciprocal in other areas, like you don't have to, if I if I cook, you clean. If mm-hmm. I, it, like things like that, yeah. it doesn't have to be the exact same thing, yeah. but as long as I know you're seeing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and you're willing to put forth effort to show me you care as well, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Like, and I know you were saying something about um, that's not, like, that guy's not particularly there. And he could very much well, like, get there between, you know, that time. He definitely um, could. <laughs> he definitely could. Men are not trash. Um, <laughs> some men are not trash. Um, Asterisk. Right. <laughs> Asterisk. Uh, I feel like I was literally talking about this last night with Lydia, mm-hmm. um, my best friend. Like, I just feel like dudes have this arc of, like, understanding, like, I can't do this, like, not being emotionally available mm-hmm. and, like, not reciprocating or not, like, um, like playing the game. Like, there's just, like, there's this curve that, like, I feel like dudes get to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, either they see it because they know they have somebody that is doing that, mm-hmm. that, like, they don't want to string along and they have to make a conscious decision. But then, like, some dudes just don't, evolve that fast to let that side go and i think that's what halts a lot of this dating time mm-hmm. because it's just like dudes are just stuck just wanting to do whatever they want to do yeah and it's 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 a really awkward phase this this period to be in to still date because you have a lot of girls and a lot of women that are ready right. and a lot of men who are still figuring it out and I, right. I also think an element of that and correct me if i'm wrong but um a lot of guys like to especially when it comes to their career and their livelihood, mm. want to make sure that shit's straight before, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of guys are still stuck in that thought yes. process that they can't 
build alongside someone else. They have right. to like come ready, come prepared, especially if she's got shit going on. Right. Um is that can make still true. Yeah, I mean like that can make dudes insecure because here's a woman who is, you know, secure and has mm-hmm. maybe not like a whole bunch of money, but has things in lined up. Mm-hmm. And there is a mindset of a provider sense, like mm-hmm. that old like like 40s 50s 60s like man has to provide um but like even talking to my brother about the same topic i'm just like bro you have someone that um loves you who loves the lord more than you Mm -hmm. right and has good character they're gonna have their issues um we all do we all do like going to school or doing that business or whatever like you're still gonna do that while being with this person Mm -hmm. and like it's it's okay to not have everything together, but it is a reality. Like, do still think that way? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I just I again, I think it's like a it's just a it's just an arc that some dudes just don't mature at that point. So yeah. I don't know. No, I think that's a good description. Like that kind of like that that peak. Like once you see over, you're like, oh, uh, okay, that I makes was sense. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't opening up emotionally because I seen like dudes like have good women in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's still, all the time. We all the time. All the time. And it just fails. It just fumble the bag. It just fumble the bag. And I've been there too. Like not to be like hypocritical or anything like that. It's just you just learn. You learn when you learn. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. yeah, I mean that that's just what it is. Um, but I've also learned, you know, my thing. I. I also can be loyal to a fault Mm. so i definitely in the past let a lot of talking stages or situationships go for longer than i knew they should have Mm. waiting for that Mm. um so i've also learned if he wants to change he will right and if he's not there yet that's just what it is there's no it's no blaming game like i'm not gonna sit here and point fingers or be mad at you know the fact that you're not here yet Mm. we're just in two different spots and i need to find someone that's a little more closely aligned to where i'm at right period right period poo period poo (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's gonna work out obviously like Mm -hmm. this is like now we're just talking like friend to friend obviously like (laughs) forget the podcast Uh, obviously it's gonna work out and it's gonna be beautiful I just wanna be invited to all the like oh. you know parties and stuff like that always yeah. um, but no thank you for being a part of it um, and just being humble and talking and being open so I really appreciate it bro of course thank you this all was right. a lot of fun honestly <laughs> <laughs> thanks alright y'all and we out peace peace <laughs>